Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. right now you're dead unless he has made you alive spiritually you're dead but he he moves in he puts his own spirit inside you he makes you alive and he begins to to you know affect that change within you that only he can can do Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 says you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world We are born spiritually dead, undeserving of any interaction with God. Pastor Robert teaches us that in spite of our spiritual deadness, Jesus offers a way for spiritual revival. Through accepting the salvation that he offers, we can awake spiritually and be forgiven of our sins, allowing us reunion with God. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now turn to chapter 1 of 1 Peter, and let's join Pastor Robert with today's message. A lot of times there's this, there's this misunderstanding, you know, that you need to, a Jewish person has to convert to Christianity to have any hope of going to heaven. If you don't convert to Christianity... As a Jewish person, you know, and there's the whole, it's the whole idea of converting to Christianity. And, and because of the fact that, you know, everything Hitler did, he did in the beginning in the name of Christianity, he called himself a Christian, even though he was at the same time undermining the Christian church and co-opting the Christian church. And it was all a big farce. But because of that, quite often, Jewish people view the cross just like the Bible said they would. As, it's an offense. But what Jesus was explaining to Nicodemus is every human being is already condemned and doomed. And that he came to provide the only answer. He he came to provide the way of escape from the punishment, the wrath that was to come. You see, every human being is messed up and imperfect, sinful, spiritually dead. And we can't do a thing about that. There's no way that you and I as human beings can somehow fix Ourselves, no matter how hard we might work at it, you know, there's no saying that leopards can't change their spots, right? Listen, and, and just a, a footnote, you know, sometimes we forget that as Christians, we forget that. We, it's like we we expect our our non-Christian friends and neighbors, people who don't have the Spirit of God living within them, but we expect them. Sometimes we, it's like we expect them to behave as though they did. I mean, do you expect a leopard to just hang out with this little baby impala and and not eventually chow down? Of course not. We know that at some point, that's not going to end well. I just hope I don't have to watch it, right? Because we know that eventually that leopard is going to eat 
that little baby Impala sooner or later. The nature of that animal is not going to change. See, that's the message of the gospel. How so? Your nature is not going to change without divine intervention. You see that? See, that's why it's futile. You know, a lot of people are like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm just I'm going to do the best I can. And, you know, I mean, I'm a good person. I believe in God. Well, on judgment day, that's not going to work out for you any better than that little Impala situation. Why? Well, because on judgment day, the question is not going to be about how you behaved or whether or not you, you know, you were good compared to others or, or any of those kind of things. No, no, no. What God offers in Jesus Christ is a total transformation. The Bible says he will recreate you. And he's the only one that can do that. Only God can recreate human beings. And he says that if you'll come to him in humility and faith and acknowledge that you have these issues that only he can address, then he will address them inside you. He addresses them by giving you life. The Bible says right now you're dead unless he has made you alive spiritually, you're dead. But he, he moves in. He puts his own spirit inside you. He makes you alive. And he begins to, to you know, affect that change within you that only he can, can do. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 says, You he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you've been saved. Do you see what he's saying? You were dead. He made you alive. If indeed that has happened, if it happened, you know, you know, you're not sitting, you don't, you know, you're not going to be sitting there thinking, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not sure, maybe, maybe not. No, no, you know, you know, trust me. You know, that's like saying, you know, did you just get hit by a lightning bolt? I'm not sure. I don't think so. If the Holy Spirit of the omnipotent living God moved in, you knew it. You knew it. He changed you. When he did that, you know something happened. That day, that month, that year, you, you know something took place. Isaiah the prophet foretold that the Messiah would come and be the ultimate sin offering given to cleanse God's people once and for all. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 3. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before its shearers is silent. So he opened not his mouth. 
He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people, Isaiah writes, he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. Now, going back to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Jesus himself is our living hope. Because he was raised from the dead, we who trust in him can look forward to an inheritance, the Bible says, untainted by death, an inheritance that's never going to fade away. This is so critically important for us to understand. You know, this, this past week, my, my wife's Volkswagen lease ran out. And to be like entirely accurate, it wasn't the lease that ran out, it was the miles that ran out. You know what I mean? It's like we ran out of miles before the end of the lease. But I, either way, I needed to turn it back in. So I took it back and traded it for a, a new one. Same car, exact same vehicle, just new model. And you know, it's interesting that the, the one that we had and I only do this, I, I want my wife driving something that's going to be completely reliable. It, you know, it's not going to break down, leave, leave her strand. I'm not going to have to worry about it. And, and um, the 2013 Volkswagen that I turned back in, you know, it smelled nothing like the 2015 Volkswagen that I drove home. You know what I mean? It's like, wow, this one smells good doesn't smell like old soggy tennis shoes and stuff. You know, it's like just completely different experience driving home that, that new vehicle. But, but you know how long that's going to last? It's going to fade pretty quickly, right? I mean, I wonder how much money companies make on those little automobile air fresheners. That I bought one yesterday. A lot of money, I'm sure. We're so glad you joined us for today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will be back with another message from God's Word soon. But in the meantime, we'd like to invite you to visit our website, MainThingRadio.com, and like our Facebook page. Keep up to date on everything happening at Main Thing Radio and receive a dose of encouragement right on your newsfeed. Right now, we'd like to take a minute to tell you how you can support the ministry of Main Thing Radio. We are blessed to be a part of God's kingdom advancement through these broadcasts. But just as with any ministry, there are significant costs involved. Would you prayerfully consider partnering with us in our continuing ministry here at Main Thing Radio? This month, we have a special thank you gift. For any donation of $15 or more, we'll send you a copy of Cold Case Christianity. A homicide detective investigates the claims of the gospel by J. Warner Wallace. This gift is yours as our way of saying thank you for your donation to Main Thing Radio. For more information or to contribute, please visit MainThingRadio.com and click on Donate at the top of the page. 
From all of us at Main Thing Radio, we want to say thank you for joining us for today's message. Be sure to tune in again right here on Main Thing Radio.